Story Guys is a fake game show podcast. The stories are real. The points are not real. They're just not. But the reason that you're listening is because you love these stories. I'm Murdoch. I'm Brian. Thank you for joining us for yet another week where we grab a story starter, usually a song title, and then we face off in a battle of tales. And uh, I I feel like you've been on a streak here recently. I think so. I was going to say it's just like the movie Face Off, but it's not. Oh, my God. You know I wrote a term paper on Face Off, right? In high school? No. That's probably a story for another time, but that yes, that happened. Is. But I, I think I'm on a winning I think I'm on a winning streak. Right? Uh, so we I don't keep up. That's why I'm not competitive. The, the the points are fake. Yeah, that's why we couldn't make this the points actually count for anything, because you and I are both not competitive people. No. Um all right. So listener email, we are the story guys at gmail.com. We've got one from our buddy Christopher. Uh I believe he's in New Hampshire. Thank you for listening in New Hampshire. Um he, commenting on a few past episodes, said he wanted us to know that he agrees that Tiny Music is the best Stone Temple Pilots album. <laughs> yeah. Which you and I said, and I think I said just as an aside, that typically people are like, you're crazy, but that is my favorite. I'll go one or two. I, I'm, I, sometimes I like the very first record, which it shows the fact that I like Stone Temple Pilots more than Pearl Jam. Said it out loud, there it is. <sighs> Yeah. Wow, that's that's strong. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Pearl Jam live. I saw every iteration of Stone Temple Pilots, except for the new one. And they weren't strong when I saw them. They were good when I saw Wyland twice, I think. I saw Chester once. Uh, wow. And Chester was actually fantastic. Yeah, you saw Stone Temple Pilots with a, the other lead singer. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, now they have, like, a random guy. Yeah. And they're doing big tours and stuff. I just haven't seen that. Lineup, and you know what? I probably will at some point. Um, okay, so let's go to what else did Chris say? Oh, Christopher also says, um, "I've been thinking about your greatest American rock band question." Do you remember this? Where I, I yeah. mentioned at one point that right. I asked this in an interview, and my friend, who I still dearly treasure, said Beyonce, and I almost thought we couldn't be friends. Um, my answer to that is Tom Petty. I forget what you said. I don't remember. Okay, so he says, I've thought about it and done much soul-searching. Christopher's our kind of guy. I can't this, believe- this clearly like kept him up at night. Yeah, I've done much soul-searching, and I have to say, I have to go with my ticker and say, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. Which I actually think sense. you might have said CCR. I, or or I, you I, posited that CCR would give Petty a run for his money. Um, yes. I absolutely. will say, went to a music festival recently... Fogarty was on stage. Yeah. I heard the back half of Fogarty's set, and it was nothing but bangers. And I was yeah. with my buddy, and my buddy Shane and I were walking through the crowd going, oh, this must be the last song. Nah. And then he would just do another one, and you yeah. were like, oh, my God, this is also a CCR song. Yeah. Like, in the parking lot, we heard Center Field, and from there, I think we heard six songs. So he played six songs after Center Field, and they were all, no, no, no. We heard, have you ever seen the rain in the parking lot, which oh, I yeah. would have said was, like, the second to last song. And that song is so stuck in my brain because I learned how to play that song, so I don't hear Fogarty's voice in my head anymore. You hear and, your own? And I, I hear me, <laughs> and I hear Joey Ramone, because the Ramones covered it on their record where it had all the covers. There are some good it, covers of that song. And it's, and it's like double time or whatever. So I don't even hear Fogarty's uh, voice anymore. Hey, by the way, music nerdy stuff. So Woodstock, 69, right? So Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix – all those bands. The thing that no one talks about is CCR at Woodstock. Yeah, you don't ever hear about CCR at Woodstock. No. So this year, they just, I don't know if it was actually a physical, you know, CD or any type uh-huh. of thing like that, but they, um, I, I saw it on like a streaming, uh, streaming platform where they put up CCR's uh, performance from Woodstock, 
and it is loud. I bet distorted, it's awesome. And there is no gaps. There is just, I mean, there is. It is. It is just rocking. Like clearly, I mean, obviously Hendrix is an amazing, one of the best, amazing artists of the history of the planet. I'll say, but their set was. I mean, it's concise, tight. And awesome, and it made me really appreciate that band again. So I'll I'll never forget the first time I heard really heard CCR, and I was 10, 11, 12, something like that, right? Just because of culturally and the house I grew up in and stuff, I hadn't really paid attention to CCR. So this is, I mean, it was it was I know I'll tell you exactly when it was. I was eleven because it was when the Forrest Gump soundtrack came out. And Fortunate Son is on the Forrest Gump soundtrack, and as oh, much as yeah. you know, Forrest Gump doesn't hold up in some ways. Um, and we have a mutual friend who likes to talk about how Forrest Gump doesn't hold up in a lot of ways. Um, it, you know, that soundtrack is important because I think it showed a lot of kids who were 10 or 11 at that time. All like, those songs. All those songs. Yeah. And it really picked some of the most amazing ones. And I remember hearing Fortunate Son, and my reaction then and even now is this doesn't sound like an oldie. Like, I remember, like, maybe yeah. saying that out loud. Like, this sounds, even in 94, had this, like, current urgency. And so, to that point, I will just put a bow on Christopher's thought here that CCR is the greatest American rock band. I would say that puts them in the top three for sure. Yeah. I will say the other Tom Hanks movie that did not uh, stand the test of time, Bachelor Party. <laughs> Although it's in one of my top three favorite Tom Hanks movies. Thanks, Tony Katane. Uh So, you can email us, too. Anything you hear about on the show you want to get involved. We, we love listener mail. It's so fun. And that's wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook. You can find us individually on Twitter. Whatever you'd like. Um, a lot of times it ends up right here yeah. on the show. And send, so, us, send us a note because you, you get interactive. You can help us decide what we're going to talk about. Like what stories we're going to do. Give um, us some story starter ideas. Whatever you want to do. Or tell us a story about us that we forgot. Or tell us we're garbage. Whatever you want. No, don't do that. You know, we actually don't have that happening yet. Don't do that. Okay, so <laughs> story starters are the way we kick off the game, right? So we grab, uh, we throw a whole bunch of song titles into a bucket and we pull one out, and we say, this is what we're going to do. So we, we a lot of times take a theme or an artist. This time I just put 70s punk stuff in there. Great. Because listen to a lot of punk. So uh, there's, I think there's some Clash. There's some Ramones. You mentioned Ramones. Uh, there's some other stuff. So we'll see. I'm going to pull something out. All right. And Better be good. Oh. This is this is all my man. This is this is my wheelhouse. I mean, it shows that I'm I'm a middle aged man that I'm still using wheelhouse as a thing. <laughs> it should be retired. But these are, this is my stuff, and you picked all these again. I have no idea what's about to happen. New York Dolls trash. Okay. Are you going first or am I going first? Oh, that's what we're picking. That, oh. That's the the story starter is trash. Oh, I just thought we were gonna hear the the one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I you, thought you were just like, them I just, all off. I just want you to play Trash by the New York Dolls. No, I mean, there was... Uh, I, you you go first. Love and Glory was in there. There was some other stuff. Um, okay, I'm going first. So, Trash, 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 Trash. Oh, I, okay. This happened very recently. So, I'm out on a nice date night with my wife. We were celebrating 17 years of being a couple. Nice. Our 15 years of marriage is coming up, but 17 years of being a couple. We still celebrate that. I, I'm a big fan of celebrating... Whenever you can celebrate anything, because there, there's not enough celebration in the world. So we celebrate our dating anniversary. So we went out to a nice dinner, and of course, my wife is like, "Hey, let's go grab, let's go grab some nice um, dessert." So she's a little careful on her diet, um, as far as gluten and dairy and that kind of stuff. So that means sometimes we go to really fancy dessert places. So we go to this fairly nice, fancy dessert place that caters to all of those needs. It's one of her favorites, not one of mine, but. 
you know, hey. Uh, so we go in, and there is a couple in front of us ordering these nice slices of cake. And I just, I'm talking about what kind of establishment this is because you need to understand the the aesthetic and the environment to understand why this story is so bizarre. So this couple probably in their early fifties is in front of us and the guy is very chatty and like, Whoa, 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 this is so great. Whoa, can we get this? Can we, you know, one of those guys who's like <laughs> being like not flirtatious with the wait staff, but like using that too, voice too chummy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like very dad like, but it's like they're out on a date too. Clearly this is kind of a date night place. And, uh, and they, they get, we, you know, he keeps saying, like, I need that to go. I need all that to go. Yeah, I need all that to go. So eventually at some point he gets, and it takes them, like, because of the way this place operates, it takes them a while. They cut each piece, and they put it in a little container, and it's like, it takes forever. And so they, they get three or four things, and they're putting them in a bag, and they're making it very nice. And it, and at one point, the, the wife goes, like, to the car because they're leaving, and he's getting this to go. Yeah. So he's still standing there at the side of the counter. Another person comes up to take our order. And the employee he's been dealing with is, is cutting his final piece of cake. And so while this girl is trying to take our order, this this is happening behind that girl in, in all of our sides. So like we can, can all see it. So just okay. so you know what's happening. So he's standing off to the side, and he watches the, the person that works at this establishment cut a dry part of the cake off. Like... They pull the cake, the piece the of cake out, and they're well, no. Wait, I don't know exactly what she was doing, but I think she was trimming part of it off, right? It was like part of the quality control or something. And so when she does it, she cuts it with a knife and she scoops it into the trash can next to her um, her station there. And, and the guy is standing over to the side, and he goes, "And just remember this. Everyone knows this type of guy. A guy who's like a little too self assured, thinks he's kind of charming. He's." You know, probably a very nice guy who does good things for the community, but he's also probably the kind of guy who's like, I'm not racist. You know what I mean? Like, I have a black friend. Like, he's that kind of guy. So I just need you to understand. <laughs> I that. don't see color. Are yes. You, are you colorblind? Yeah, he's that kind of guy. I just, it's important that you understand the archetype. Got it. So Kate goes in the trash. Immediately, that guy goes, Oh, can't believe you threw that. Did you just throw that in the trash? And she's like, No, oh, yeah, it's our policy. You know, it's like quality control or whatever. She gives him some reason. And he goes, Oh, I just can't believe you would throw something like that in the trash. Oh, it makes me so sad that you would throw that in the trash. And she's, he's not like guilting her. He's being kind of silly about it. But as he starts to say it, he walks around us at the counter, walks around into the kitchen where she's standing because you can like see into it, walks all the way up to her. He is full-fledged in the service area of this restaurant at this point, like which you should never do, right? No. He walks to the trash can, sticks his hand in the trash can, Pulls out the sliver of cake, sticks it in his mouth. Oh my god! At a <laughs> restaurant. And me, my wife, the woman who's trying to take our order, are all just like, "What is happening?" Did you go? I can't believe this is happening to me. Free, free dinner for us. I'm not paying. Did you do that? No, we were just all. You're so not that guy. The girl. Okay, that guy's so, eating out of the garbage. The MVP of this situation is the woman who was handling this customer because she kept her cool the entire time and just let it roll off her back while this guy is physically inches from her digging in her trash can. Yeah. I mean, just all of the conventions. At her job. All of the conventions that he breaks in this story. Like being too chatty, that's forgivable. Walking into the kitchen, I think, is kind of an unforgivable thing like you don't you don't cross that literal line right and she it's, probably doesn't go behind his desk at work at buttholes incorporated or wherever he works at just shows up 
right? It's a situational grace thing, right? Like you don't just, yeah. I mean, it's all it's all very weird, and it's a safety thing at this point. Workplace safety, like it's alarming if someone yeah, breaks those barriers. Gets in- so that's messed up. Then he gets in the trash can. Yeah, I'm just, I can't get back to it. <laughs> Did he eat all of it? Like he stuff ate, it in his face? He like stuff the whole thing in his face like a slice of pizza? No, I, uh, I, dude, I. And the thing is, this is a guy wearing like a leather jacket, hair slicked back, like, you know, probably makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. Like, I mean, he's fine. Like, he's not like a trashy dude. He's not like, like this is a guy who is full on dad mode, like over. And I, that's the only thing I can attribute to. It's like full on out of touch. And I don't mean dad mode like me and you in dad mode, where we're still like trying to be hip and woke you know what i mean like there's two areas of there's two kinds of dad mode there's like us where we're getting older but we still we still care yeah. and then there's like our dads who are in full-on dad mode which is like i'm gonna complain about stuff because i've been on the earth longer than everybody else in this room i've broken the whatever second rule a bunch and in my house in my kitchen which i don't even know if it's dirty or not because it's like the same Color is dirty floor. Like, it's really true. The linoleum in our kitchen is, like, the same color as dirty kitchen floor. That's my joke. Because it's like, <laughs> so we'll wipe it up, and it'll be like, look how dirty this is. I'm like, I know it. It mirrors exactly what color it is. Um, and I've eaten things off. I've never eaten anything out of the trash. Any trash can. I mean. I've never been like, oh, man, I threw those three perfect pieces of pizza in the trash. It depends I'm, on where it hits in the trash can. Like, if the trash can is mostly empty, I might consider it. But I've If never, it's my trash can. I'm not going to walk behind. I'm not even going to walk into someone else's, else's house. trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never dumped something in the trash can and said, oh, look, it landed right on the plate in the trash can. It's like it's always yeah, got, yeah, like, yeah. it's always got the dog hair or, like, next to something. Oh, like, man. Another uh, side addendum story about trash very quickly is that. There is, there was a smoke alarm. I had the smoke alarms replaced in my house, and when they, they were replaced, the person who replaced them put the old ones in my garbage can. And so two days later, <laughs> I could just hear doot 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 like outside, and I'm like, it takes me a while, and I'm like, that's the smoke detectors. And of course, they're in the bottom of the tray. So I literally had to dig. And to your point, I dig all the way. I have to. I'm like, maybe they landed on something. No. They were in the very bottom, covered in goop. Like, yeah. I had to pull them out, and they were just, I don't even know what was in there that they were covered in, but it was disgusting. Yeah. But to that point, the idea that you would walk into someone else's house, not even knowing what else she puts in that A trash can. restaurant. It's unbelievable. And it's the kind of thing that, like, I don't think he thinks about it, but, like, you're putting the restaurant at risk. Like, what if a health inspector was in there and saw that happen? Um, D. Like, it would probably be a violation on the yeah. restaurant, not yeah. on him. Oh, Yeah. The, yeah, it'd be a huge violation. It would just be like, you know, you have hot water where there should be cold or there's an employee smoking a cigarette outside of the back door. Now you got, like, somebody without gloves on digging in your trash can and eating your food. Dude, I saw something in a health inspector report yesterday that I've never seen before, which was the first so comment gross. The first comment on it, and it was one of my favorite sushi places. The first comment was, front of house employee clearly does not understand food safety. That is a showstopper. Wow. Yeah. At that is. point, you go, never eating there. Like, I'm not one that, like, when I see those, my my thing is always like, well, they don't publish those for a while. So, clearly, it's yeah. cleaner than it's ever been now. Right, because they get it and they fix it immediately. But if the front of house guy doesn't know food safety, that's a real issue that's going to plague your restaurant forever. Well, a lot of times, front of house person is a teenager. Yeah, and that I think that was. I think that was. Industry. I think the case here was that it is a family-owned business. Yeah, and you put a young person up there because you can whatever you want to charge them or whatever, and they're just seating people. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. it's 
Gross. It's disgusting. Okay, so uh, that's my trash story, as weird and awkward as that one is. Oh, man. So, <laughs> listen. Uh, thinking about a story about trash was kind of hard, and it took me to a place I haven't been, I guess, here uh, on Story Guys. Cause so, the, so not Lewisburg? We're not going to Lewisburg right now? We're going to my dorm room. That's Uh-oh. where... <laughs> Okay. Do I want to go there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, you're it's you're gross. telling me your dorm room was trashy. I, I just want I just want to go ahead and say this is a it's, it's trash. So I'm going to tell a story about the trash and it's gross. So it, quickly you you mentioned your dorm room and I I suddenly think of this is the I think for a certain generation the touchstone <laughs> when you say dorm room is Animal House because of my specific age and I'll be interested to see what yours is. Mine is Road Trip. Do you remember that stupid movie? Um. It had Tom yeah. Green in it, yes, and Amy Smart, right, and yeah. Breckenmeyer, and I hadn't seen that thing in years. And the other day, I was I went to a Big O Tire, shout out Big O, uh, to have them change my tires, and I sit down in the break, like in the little room there, and yeah. there's like a ninety year old woman, me, and on the television is Road Trip. <laughs> And they really (laughs) didn't edit it heavily on MTV. And it was real awkward. And there were several moments where I was like, well, if I get up and change it now, it's just going to be more awkward because she's going to realize I'm changing it because I've been here with her. So anyway. That's such a weird story about that movie about Tom Green. With it. Well, you know, because remember yeah. he's in the dorm room and he's, he's trying to feed the snake the rat? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my I, gosh. I know this gross movie. Yeah, Un- that movie's so disgusting. Okay. Unfortunately. Now, your turn. So is that that's the movie you think about with the dorm room? When I think about dorm rooms, yeah. Just because that yeah. came out when I was like like probably freshman in college. Like, it was right around that time. And when I think about being a freshman in college, I think about music and it was um, uh, uh, like... You know, I mean, there were, there was like, oh, like Nine Inch Nails. You were like listening to that. And I remember watching the Bennett, Ben Stiller show in the loft yeah, in our yeah, dorm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like sometimes there was a couple times dudes would just come over, grab the remote, turn off <laughs> Ben Stiller show. And be like, oh, man. You know, it's like. <laughs> but anyway, I had trouble remembering which roommate I had for this story because it's either when I was a freshman or sophomore. So, um, so I don't know. So but my freshman year, I took a, a guy, uh, a guy Jack. Um, he was a <laughs> Jack. Jack was interesting, uh, and we had never met. So over the phone, I gave him a phone call uh, before, you know, my freshman year started, and uh, I was like, "Well, hey, you know, do you got you got house speakers? Like, I've got I've got Pioneer like 14s." You know? I like how you're not like, and, "Hey, do you snore?" You're like, "Hey, what kind of musical equipment do you have so we can rock out?" And and whatever he had was he had just larger stuff, and he's very like, consistent. Mark. And he's and he was like, "Hey, do you like the Ghetto Boys, man?" And <laughs> yes, yes, I do. So <laughs> yes, I do, Jack. So this is gonna be great. Well, it was always awkward when you would like bring some people into your dorm room and the ghetto boys is playing. Like you can hear it. You you open the door to go down the hallway, <laughs> and and the ghetto boys is is rolling I, loud. I, I, and it's so funny that you mentioned this because I could. I feel like we could do a whole episode on weird stuff about college roommates. I'm sure they'll come back up. But I had this whole thing with my college roommates, and it had a lot. Like it's a really long story. But I ended up my freshman year with Jordan, and I went to high school with Jordan, and it ended up being a thing where he needed a roommate, and I had an empty spot in my room, and it, so I wouldn't get assigned another random person. I was like, Jordan, you should come live here. And Jordan and I got along 
well, but the weird thing about Jordan is that he would he would become fixated on one song at a time. And for a large portion of the time we lived together, that one song, even though the song at the time was at least, I don't know, roughly 10 years old, he was really into filter hey man nice shot and it was like he had discovered it for the first time and and every time people would come over he'd be like bro bro have you seen that video did you know that this guy like yeah like he would like explain it to people and so whenever i hear hey man nice shot i just think of jordan grinning sitting there on his bed waiting to tell someone the story behind hey man nice shot by filter the the 90s are the best decade that i have some trouble remembering but so so I so that's my that was my my freshman roommate and you know what Jack's a lovely guy he antagonized the crap out of me all the time. I'm, I mean, <laughs> while I was, the Ghetto Boys were playing, I'm 107 pounds. I'm 18. Like I'm asking for it. I'm asking for it everywhere uh, I go. So was it him? It was funny. I, there, I had a, a picture one time that showed how our room split, and over here he had a picture of Babe Ruth. And then he had all these beer bottles. It's like just Bud and Bud Light. <laughs> and on mine, it had a big, a pic, the pic, a picture in black and white of Bono. You know, it's like here we are. It, we're you know, right? It's just wacky. So was it him or was it my my old dear friend Scott? And we became friends in our freshman year, and then we moved in together. And it was yeah. I had and, a friend. Our, I had a roommate named Scott. Interesting, we have that in common. And uh, uh, our friends Jeff and Lawrence too. They were there, and so we had a suite. Mm. So it's just four, and you share a bathroom. Like on Saved by the Bell, the right. college years. <laughs> it was just like that too, wasn't it? Mark Paul Gossler was across the hall. It was great. Oof. Well, that room wasn't like Saved by the Bell. So. <laughs> And we picked for that room. By the way, we got to pick. We got to pick our room. So you know, we what floor we want to be on, like nice. which number, and we picked uh, room sixty nine. And on the the, the course. Uh, going and going on the outbound answering message, we had a uh, like a wrap on it, and it said, <laughs> and it said, "Thanks for calling room sixty nine. We'll call back at another time. Just leave your name and number at the sound of the tone." You know, we had. We had some like scratching record playing like but behind us it was totally <laughs> the most juvenile ridiculous thing ever. What did it, it what sound if, like the ghetto boys? What if four guys who were like eighteen that lived together that like, hey man, let's all go get a bucket of fried chicken and <laughs> Hey man, know. if that was the worst thing you did with yeah, uh, then you did better than me. Well it wasn't. So <laughs> so so there's winter break. Uh, so we're going to get to the trash now. So there's winter break. So you're gone. You, you stay on campus. You, I guess you, you can stay in the dorms. Um, you, you can't just, you, you know, you have to have a, you have to have an agreement on how you're going to stay there. You just can't just like stay there forever. Um, but you know, you go home and it's Christmas. And so, um, I still can't remember which it's my freshman year or sophomore year, but this did happen. So, I I open the door and I'm the first one back oh, no. of the four of us. So I open the door and the smell is so pungent. I don't even know like what it is, where it's from. However, I take a walk. I go to my left by three feet and I'm like, ah, well, no one's flushed that toilet in a week and a half. There's like no janitor. There's no janitor. You know, like, or anybody, yeah, you know. Right, 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 right. It's break. There's nobody there, right? Yeah. So somebody didn't flush the toilet. Uh, but there was something else that was funky 
and it, it was weird. And, and I was looking around for it, and I just thought, well, I guess it's in the trash can. So I go in the <laughs> trash can, <laughs> and one of us, any of us, had headed for the border and went to Taco Bell, and uh, we the, we left it in there, and it, and <laughs> I don't even know what we ate. It was just Taco Bell, but I open it up and like there was like you know liquid from beer or something, and uh, and I was lifting I was lifting up to try to figure out what it was, and then I realized I had my hands on on maggots. Yeah. So it's the first time I ever saw something that gross ever. And I and I saw what a maggot was, and I Science. learned and I learned at the same time that you flush the to- maybe you can wait a couple times you want to save some water but you don't not flush your toilet for a week and a half if you have running water, right? So especially if you're in a dorm because you're just you're just like a couple of you know you're a couple of young morons like you're like yeah let's go get chips and salsa and watch you know, I mean you're, you're the, just you have no rules the no basic food, like, things you don't realize when you move out of the house that for the first time yeah and so still at that point uh, you know one of us forgot to take out the trash. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, taking out the trash before you leave for a week and a half is something that grown adults forget to do sometimes. Uh, and, you know, it is like a thing at my house where we have to look at each other and be like, did you take out the trash? Because none of us want to come home to that. I take out that trash all the time. I take it out. I'm the one, I'm the Homer Simpson rule about when it gets up to the top. I'm already feeling like you've got an axe to grind about this with someone. <laughs> Let me tell you what grinds my gears. <laughs> You know what, know what it is? It's that first experience I had where I, I, I reached into the trash in my dorm room. So if, I, if I'm outside, if I've got my big trash can, I have, like, I make sure everything goes in a bag. And if ever there ends up being, like, liquid or anything in the bottom of that yeah, trash can, yeah. I, I, ho- it, I hose it out. It has scarred you for life. Your, your family has that experience <laughs> to thank for the immaculacy of your trash can. <laughs> and and, and, and my, na- my neighbor is seeing me, like, rinsing out a trash can in my backyard. I can just see you, like, like yelling at one of your kids, like, You don't know what I've saved you from! You'll never know what I've saved you from! Yeah. Yeah, you just teach them. You take out the trash. You, oh man, I like. I like to imagine that you were bent over that trash can, and in that moment when you looked down and you saw the maggots and everything, everything crystallized for you. It was like the the old "more you know" rainbow in jingle happened. Do, would, do, do, the more you know, and you're I'm, like, oh, I know, science. I, I know, I yelled. Like I know, I jumped back. <laughs> was I didn't know. I didn't. You know, I guess I'd seen that in a movie, but I'd never just. You know. <laughs> There it is. Let me let me ask you this: How long did it take you to eat Taco Bell again? A long time, um, and I I didn't eat Taco Bell, so that was uh, uh, 1993, <laughs> ni- 1992 or 1993, <laughs> and then uh, I didn't eat Taco Bell, and then I moved to New York City, and they don't have Taco Bell up there. They don't really have Mexican food, and then I moved to Colorado, and they had Del Taco. Up in my face, Del Taco. <laughs> Del Taco. Del Taco is like the Mortons of Chicago of of the the quick serve taco. And Today's episode brought to you by Del Taco. If you haven't had it, it it is so good. I move here, uh, and yeah, I've I've been to Taco Bell since then. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give your 
science explosion the points this week. Really? I was like, this is the worst. It's just a gross story. <laughs> well, I think it resonates with most. I mean, I, I'd be curious. I'm sure there are female listeners that can chime in. We are the story guys at gmail.com as to what the equivalent is for girls living together. And it might be the trash. Like there might be something else. Maybe it is the exact same thing. Girls don't do what we did. But I can say no. that this is a very male in college experience. Like those yeah. those little subtle things yeah. of like, oh, we should take out the trash. Oh, we should flush the toilet. Oh, it's like, yeah. why are we living like barbarians? And I'm not a barbarian living guy like I'm very I'm kind of a neat freak and I'm definitely like the guy that cleans the house and takes out the trash but like that is a universal experience that had to happen at least once to everyone it doesn't happen to women that age because they mature faster and they're they're i.e. they're smarter so the basic the basics that I think that that if my wife was here she would say that women are super gross in their own ways so I would be curious (laughs) if somebody wants to send us an email and refute the Mark's assumption that women didn't have this experience in college of being disgusting and leaving because she had some of the grossest roommates she had some of the grossest roommates who did a lot of those same things dude she also had a roommate anyway we should save that story sometimes I get excited and I want to tell a story and I'm like I should save that for another episode because that story is good but I'll take the points uh, okay, you get you get the points, <laughs> and you get involved. We are the story guys at gmail.com and see everything we're doing, including a new podcast we we are about to launch called Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. You can yeah. check all that out at our home base, which is wearethestoryguys.com. A lot of fun stuff up for you there. Yeah, and in the meantime, keep telling stories. Story Guys is a production of Brian Eichenberger and Mark Murdoch. Get more stories. Hear more podcasts and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright 2019 Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.